Y'all heard. heard a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips. Guess what? We're not related. Uh, yeah, and this is a show that tickles under your nose with the feather of interesting topics, and it gives you a sensation of a sneeze that's just out of reach. And that feeling is one of curiosity, but it could also veer into madness. Ooh, did you rewrite that one? I mean, I'm sorry, pre-write that one? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't write it as I said it. I re- <laughs> rearranged it as I said it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Believe words, it or not, to you. make it more concise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In other words, you say things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, I'm sorry. I'm going to be rude and tell you how I am before I Marissa, tell you because I don't want to forget. How is your week? <laughs> Thank you. I have been waiting to tell you this. For so long, I was going to call you, and then I was like, oh, should I wait for the show? And then I totally forgot, and now I just remembered, but I wish I took notes. Okay, so guys, <laughs> right before we went on air, I was, I was telling Pete how I'm going to start um, selling these little, like, clay pumpkin jars I made on the internet. And I was just going to put them on Etsy. But my boyfriend is really like, no, you need a custom domain, like, Let's let's do this. I'll give you a custom domain. And I was talking with him. You and should was, be able to have your custom domain redirect to Etsy, though. <laughs> okay, yes. The compromise was he said let the link Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. He like, wanted me to have a website. And he was like, we gotta have... We gotta... He's like, we gotta think of a name. And I was like, yeah, I'll think of something spooky. Uh, like, I was thinking of something more abstract, not with the word pumpkins in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you gotta, like, have it something memorable that they can remember to, 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 like, put in the search bar. I was like, nobody's my, gonna, like... My suggestion was gorgeous jars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I already tell... Oh, I already did tell you some of the ones he said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't so, think our listeners heard. And if they did, yeah. they can listen again, all right? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't tell you the ones I really wanted to tell you. Uh, so at first he was like, oh, why don't we have like pumpedforpumpkins.com with the, with the number four or like cozy pumpkins or like, like he was having such like, like jolly, jolly names. I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not spooky. And then like he calls me rad and he's like, how about rad pumpkins? I was like, I don't know. That sounds like they're like tubular. Like what is that? <laughs> like that just saying something pumpkins, but he wouldn't. God bless him. He wouldn't stop. We went to Olive Garden for like an hour, and 45 of those minutes were him refusing to stop <laughs> just saying, blah, blah, pumpkins. What about Italian okay. pumpkins? What about breadstick pumpkins? <laughs> Let me, I'm going to say a few that he said. I wish I wrote them down. He said, oh, God, I really wish you remember. I remembered. <laughs> I, I think I took, wait, did I take notes? I feel like I took notes, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm telling let me let one. me jot down some finalists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't have them right off the top of my head, but yeah, I was like, I'm totally telling Pete this. I don't care what you say. Like, I'm telling everyone you said this. My favorite one. <laughs> it's not that the words itself. I mean, I think the words are hilarious. The combination because they're so absurd. But it was also just like, what are what do you mean? 
he said, why don't we have WokePumpkins.com? <laughs> and I was like, what? That's like, eliminating my whole entire right-wing demographic. Yeah, I was like, I would just sound like a, I'm a left-leaning political, like, Democrat. Like, Pumpkin. what does that even mean? <laughs> he said, how about ManicPumpkins.com? And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. I would like ManicPumpkinGirl.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, uh, he was like, oh, thick pumpkins with two C's. And I was like, my pumpkins. That's what? And then he was like, how about like fat pumpkins with P-H-A-T? I don't want to date you anymore. (laughs) Anyway, all I know is that there were more. There were so many more. But woke pumpkins is one that I just couldn't get past. I'm surprised that he didn't. But again, he's thinking of the word pumpkin. But like Marissa, you're looking at pumpkins. You're looking at Marissa. You combine the two. You end up with punkins. Oh, okay. I did at one point say that, and he like, eh. and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Uh, and then he was like, "Have yeah, spooked pumpkins," and I was like, "It sounds like the pumpkins are scared." I was like, "At best, I would put like spookylittlepumpkins.com." He was like, "No," and I was just like, "Okay." And I don't uh, need you to agree with me. Yeah, but it was like. The things he said no to compared to the weird fucking things he said were blowing my mind. So I just thought you'd appreciate that. I just, it was really something. Anyway, how are you, Pete? Crafts from the dead. Oh, I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> this week I saw a man who was sitting on a bench with his baby in a carriage in front of him. And mm-hmm. he would eat a chicken wing and then give his fingers to his kid to lick clean. Ew, that's disgusting. Ew. That's, that's how I'm doing this week. Disgusting. <laughs> oh. You can only do that and even, and this is not okay. Well, I'm sorry. This is not ideal either, <laughs> but you can only do that to a dog. But I also would not recommend you do that. It yeah. looks gross. And makes me think of like grossness. <laughs> that's disgust. <laughs> okay, that's how you're doing. That's great. <sighs> okay. Icebreaker. Have you ever been in a situation that grossed you out so much that you started to gag or almost throw up? And what was it? <laughs> Yes. Tell me. Is it too gross? If not, we'll think of a different one. Uh, it, it, okay. It's going to be... It gro- it's going to be gross for you more than me. Oh, okay. Because it, it involves a little bit of your um, your fear of many things at once. <laughs> okay. So, when I was growing up, there was a woman who lived across the street... And uh, it's an interesting structure. It's half trailer, half, like, foundational home. <laughs> Very okay. odd, odd structure. But she had three cats, two dogs. At this time, she only had one dog and two cats left. 
but um whenever she would go away i would like feed the cats and play with the dog and that sort of stuff um and then when she needed grass mowed i would grow mow the grass and leaves i would rake the leaves that sort of stuff um mm-hmm. so i'm icebreaker already but continue <laughs> so one year um i had to take care of the leaves and what she had done was if the dog ate the wet food no problem if the dog didn't eat the wet food she wouldn't want the dog to eat yesterday's wet food so she would just pick up the bowl and throw it off to the side not the bowl the food and then put in new food and then the dog would eat that and so I'm what? raking in the, in the floor outside but yeah just on the ground outside okay. with within a fence and um and I I didn't really think it was disgusting at the time because I was a I child and I was kind of like <laughs> right so I'm raking leaves and I suddenly discover a like mound of maggots <laughs> And they smelled bad. They looked bad. It was all bad. (laughs) And to that, Marissa, I will say, you asked for it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. This is like the worst icebreaker ever. (laughs) I don't know why I thought of that. Um, uh, Yesterday. I feel like smell has a lot to do with going towards the gag impulse. If I didn't have to give my answer, that would be a good segue. Not for something close, just about smell. Uh, so yesterday I had a gag impulse, but it wasn't, had, it had nothing to do with smell. But, uh, our dishwasher seemed to have a bunch of stagnant water. I will say this, and I hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this episode. I don't think he's listened to any, but I really hope he doesn't listen to this one because he caught me in doing something deceitful <laughs> and I denied it. So, I have noticed there's, like, discoloration on the bottom of a dishwasher. I've Mm -hmm. never had a dishwasher that I use regularly, so I, like, didn't even know if, like, maybe that's what happens. I don't don't even know you could, like, take out the bottom tray and clean your dishwasher. Maybe that's stupid of me. Uh But, like, I was like, ah. What? Maybe it depends on what kind of dishwasher you have, but, yeah, I didn't. I don't know that you can do that. (laughs) I was just like, I guess it's just always going to be discolored. And then I noticed, like... Once I noticed, like, I think it was just, like, old food or something or paper, but, like, a, a gray chunk in the dishwasher, and it grossed me out. I've noticed that for, like, a month, and I'm, like, I'm not touching this. <laughs> so yesterday, he takes out the tray, and he's, like, oh, fuck, this dishwasher is, like, clogged. And I said, oh, yeah, look at that. What is that? Like, pretending I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I guess he didn't hear me. Later on, he's like, what the fuck is this chunk? And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that. And I told you. He's like, "Like you saw this, like, since we've had this house? And I was just like, no, I mean, I saw it a minute When you ago. pulled the tray out, yeah. And he, went, and he kept just going, what's this chunk? What's this chunk? And then for some reason, I started gagging uncontrollably. <laughs> and Every so often today, when I'm not doing anything, I think of the gray chunk, and I almost throw up. Mm-hmm. And I don't... It's a good... Oh, gosh. I'm going to stop. 
<laughs> Guys, let's let this go down in history as literally the worst icebreaker I have ever thought of. And let's talk about when Pete mentioned smell, and let's pretend we didn't talk about something gross. And let's talk about nice smells. <laughs> and I am going to use, I'm going to talk about something today that is it's a little bit like derivative of something that I did last year. But I, I can tell it's definitely different. I was like, did I fucking do this already? But no. I'm going to talk about why do people get so psyched about pumpkins? Uh, so I recently bought pumpkin spice whipped cream and pumpkin spice creamer. And I'm currently burning a pumpkin spice wax melt to me. Oh, yeah. When does the timing start for that? that it's supposed to have a tons of... I mean, to me, it starts like the last week of August, but yeah. I don't know. I got, I got a pumpkin candle. I got to dig it up, put it out. Oh, it's definitely happening already. I'd say September 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I was basically just thinking I, I personally love Christmas scents and, and flavors just as much as I love pumpkin spice. Uh, but I don't think there is like one single iconic Christmas flavor or scent profile that's associated with this season as much as pumpkin spice is associated with fall. Uh, neither pine or peppermint or gingerbread get quite the love that pumpkin spice gets. And I know, like I said, in the past I covered something similar. I think I discussed why adults love Halloween, which to me felt like all of a sudden. Uh, but now I want to zone in specifically on what many people consider the reason for the season, pumpkin spice. <laughs> And I know that because people like pumpkin spice so much, you know, some people are like, fuck pumpkin spice. But I would say the average person really enjoys it. And I mean, like or- the, my now ex-girlfriend, sorry guys. <laughs> I didn't keep you guys up to date. Yeah. But um, she was like, people always say that they love pumpkins, but pumpkin spice doesn't even have pumpkin in it. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. People actually like pumpkin spice. I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will get to that. Exactly. Like pumpkin spice and pumpkins themselves are very separate. But, I mean, I don't really like eating pumpkin. But, I mean, even beyond pumpkin spice, I enjoy pumpkins. Could you I imagine like just cracking pumpkin. open a pumpkin and eating it? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I toast the pumpkin seeds. I like those. And like I eat a those. deer? Just, Ew, like cracking open a deer and eating that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean a deer opening it? Oh, I was like, that's fucked up, Pete. Ew. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, I was going to say, but yeah, like a lot of people just even like the sight of pumpkins. So why? Oh, excuse me. Apparently, the answer has to do with how our brains respond to nostalgia, marketing, but also just the sweet taste that often comes with pumpkin spice. Uh, to Catherine Franson, assistant professor of biopsychology and director of journal studies at Longwood University in Virginia. So, I'm sorry, of what for those studies? Of you who do not know, but, uh, director of neuro neuro studies. Oh, okay. Yeah. You cut out a little bit. So, and that was much more impressive. I thought it was ro- rural studies. No, no. <laughs> Which I was like, that sounds made up. But we use made up resources all the time. Totally, sounds made up. 
<laughs> no, this one actually has good resources. Uh, pumpkin spice, for those of you who don't know, is usually a blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and ginger with allspice, cardamom, and sometimes lemon peel added. Uh, there is nothing like necessarily distinctly seasonal about any of these ingredients in and of themselves. Uh, and typically, as Pete mentioned, there is actually no pumpkin included in pumpkin spice. These flavors are like the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, together they create pumpkin spice. <laughs> so yeah, it's like pumpkin in pumpkin spice, but rather pumpkin spice is often what's added to pumpkins, like if you're making a pie or something. Uh, however, many families eat pumpkin pie or other similarly, similarly spiced treats in the fall. So like maybe a spiced donut or a pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin bread. So it's under- pumpkin muffins. Oh yeah, pumpkin bread. Exactly. So it's understandable that many people have come to associate these smells with the fall holidays. And that smell association is what then taps into our sense of nostalgia. So for instance, the sweet smell of pumpkin spice might remind us of times where maybe we helped our grandma bake pumpkin pie during Thanksgiving. That actually absolutely never happened for me. Uh, we just bought ours. Uh, for me, and God forbid she she caught on fire, and now you associate it with trauma. <laughs> yeah. For me personally, the fall scent reminds me of one of a few things. Either it reminds me of like wet fallen leaves and trick or treating in Long Island eating a whole bunch of candy before I had endless food sensitivities, or indulging in the romance of seasonal depression as a teen living in the beautiful color-changing countryside. I didn't say that sarcastically. When I was a teen, I really, like, indulged in depression, and it was a thing of beauty. So yeah. I do also remember that with a bit of wistful nostalgia, when depression was, like, something I could find romantic rather than horrendous. Yes. Um, so, oops, let me turn off my phone. Down. So, you see, smell is one of, is the only one of our senses that is transmitted directly to our amygdala. Oh, I'm sorry, Pete, do you want to tell me what the, what the scent reminds you of? Uh, a pumpkin? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't know because I know, like, growing up, I didn't like pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't eat pumpkin pie. I mean, me neither. I just like the smell. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But then even well, when I started like- making pumpkin pies, I was like, I'm not eating these. These are gross. <laughs> You're being too literal. You don't ever just think of fall when you smell it? No. I could go get the pumpkin okay. candle and give it a shot. <laughs> okay, anyway. So this, this is a package for everybody but you. Um, so as I said, smell is the only one of our sentences that is... Sentences? Fuck. Senses that is transmitted directly to our amygdala, the emotional center of the brain, according to Franzen, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, whenever we come across certain smells, the amygdala can quickly remind us of a specific time, place, feeling, or gut instinct before we even realize it. Like how the smell of a rain-soaked... Like the smell of rain-soaked concrete reminds me of that time I went to a punk show and it was raining and people screamed that me and my friends were fucking (laughs) posers. 
So, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the familiarity of pumpkin spice flavors can bring back warm memories of home baking, family time, maybe holiday parties or feasts, as well as other positive links with fall. You smell it, or you might even see a pumpkin picture and the cerebral cortex, the part of the brain that can recall past associations, will spring into action. Basically, this part of the brain says, uh, tells the reward part of your brain that the pumpkin spice, whatever you're about to have, is going to be great, just like it was in the past. And another big factor in our love for pumpkin spice is in how it's marketed. Marketers start advertising pumpkin spice early in the fall, so pumpkin spice, you know, candies, drinks, uh, spam. Uh, they start marketing them just as pumpkins start to ripen on their vines. Then the advertisers will emphasize that pumpkins and pumpkin spice are available for only a limited time. Mm -hmm. And according to Jordan Lewis, a neuroscientist at Penn State College of Medicine, people become more motivated to purchase something if it's framed as a limited time item, and this is known as reactance theory. So... Going a little just, deeper. Just like Marissa with sodas, am I right? <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> but also, yeah. <laughs> to dive a little deeper, um, it's more about the pumpkin feeling than necessarily the flavor or nutritious, says Cindy Ott, professor of American studies at St. Louis University and author of the book Pumpkin, colon, the Curious History of an American Icon. Really? Okay. I love feeling up pumpkins. <laughs> Not that feeling silly. Uh, Cindy Ott started looking into pumpkins further when she was helping a friend who was a pumpkin farmer. I started asking, she said, what's going on? Why are people driving like 30 miles or so from their what's home? What's going on? Pumpkins are coming into the ground. <laughs> to go to this farm to buy this vegetable that they don't even eat. And so Ott says that the image of a round orange pumpkin is a nostalgic draw. It's a vegetable that represents this idyllic farm life and the best sort of moral virtue. And Americans have become attached to that, she says. However, there is a big, this is a big difference from how Americans viewed pumpkins in the past. Uh, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about Pumpkins in colonial times, which will show how it's changed. Pumpkins and were the devil back then. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not that they were like the devil, but just they were less limited. And this will also kind of explain why we consider them like such a quaint vegetable of, of earlier times. So apparently in colonial America, pumpkins function as a food of last resort. Uh, not only were they not as appetizing to people, to, to colonizers. <laughs> wait, wait, I guess colonizers, whatever. Not only were pumpkins not quite as appetizing or filling as other options at the time, such as like bread and beer and things like that, but pumpkins were also unknown in the colonies, uh, you know, before they, they showed up in America. Uh, colonists took their culinary cues from Europe, uh, where there were, are apparently very few pumpkins, or at least there were at the time. <clears throat> But pumpkins were plentiful in the New World. Oh, colonists, not colonizers. While they mm. were colonizers, that's not the term I meant to say. <laughs> okay. 
When colonists couldn't find yeast to create beer, they ended up fermenting pumpkins in order to quench their thirst, because apparently at that time, water was still too unsanitary to drink. Uh, and because there were always pumpkins around, even people who pretended as though they would never eat them because they were such a gross, you know, low uh, food beneath them, uh, they would at least stash some pumpkins in their cellars. Hey, Marissa. A food what? That was a good joke. A food beneath them. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. That just came naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're naturally uh, yeah. funny. I tell your dad that all the well, time. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically, colonists, I keep wanting to say colonists, colonists <laughs> didn't like pumpkins. They weren't, like, pumpkins just weren't something they were used to eating. You know, there were pumpkins all over the place, so they were just, like, considered, like, what did you eat when you had nothing else? And you stored them in their cellar if you were desperate and you had to eat shitty shit because you hated pumpkins. But, Pete, once the Industrial Revolution came to America and urbanization began, people started to become nostalgic for pumpkins and the hardy, quaint, colonial connotations they had. Uh, magazines such as the Harper's Weekly were full of poetic and artistic odes to pumpkins. What? And the vegetable also then became a staple for dessert foods, especially pie. Once Thanksgiving became an official holiday in 1844. Now, Marissa, you recently I, came across some pumpkin poetry, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I came across two sentences about pumpkins that I convinced were poems because they were italicized. <laughs> no, not a poem. Um, and welcome, commercial, commercial. Guys, I am convinced I've become dumber since I got COVID. Me too. Maybe I'm just dumber in general, but I'm trying to at least fucking blame it on COVID. And when anyway. I said me too, guys, I was talking about me, not I also agree with Marissa that she is dumber. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, not the me too movement, <laughs> which I was like, weird. Okay. Um. So back to back to today times, back to current times, where there is pumpkin out the ass. There is pumpkin everywhere. Everything has pumpkin spice. So it's become pretty commercialized, you know? And you might be saying, I gotta push back on this stupid commercialization. Like, it's helping no one. But, guys, for every pumpkin spice latte, there are many fresh pumpkins sold every fall, that comes from a local family farms. And so this pumpkin spice boom actually has been helping to rejuvenate those small local farms you might have in your area. So at the end of the day, the moral of the story is, maybe don't fight this pumpkin spice mania, okay? Especially if it's finding its way to either directly or indirectly help the little guy. And there's nothing wrong with having a wistful nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia for, for a simpler life. Dare I say pumpkins are ultimate cottage core. The end. Pumpkins are the ultimate MAGA. <laughs> Shut up. I, uh, um, as David but again, Pumpkins, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me finish this. As David S. Pumpkins would say, 
Any questions? I think it's uh interesting. <laughs> but to the point that pumpkin spice makes me go buy real pumpkins, like that just means I'm dumb. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're not with... I guess you don't have nostalgia that you want to tap into. No, I'm too busy living you- in the moment. Yeah. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. You know what? I fucking love pumpkin spice. When I drink pumpkin spice shit, I just feel like it's Halloween every day, and I want to get a fucking pumpkin, and when I'm in a sea of pumpkins, I'm just like, ooh, doggy. Ooh, doggy. (laughs) The first time I had a pumpkin spice coffee, um, I ordered a regular coffee, and the lady gave me a pumpkin spice coffee. What a bitch. And I drank it, and I was like, hey, I get it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Wait, did you think that was a regular coffee? When I started drinking it, I was like, hey, this coffee's good. Oh, this is a pumpkin spice coffee. I wish you thought that's what a regular coffee tastes like and you've been chasing that (laughs) flavor. Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry that my presentation didn't speak to you, Pete. No, no. You get pumpkins, um, jack-o'-lanterns. My mom will go out and buy a bunch of pumpkins and then just, yeah, like put them out in the yard and then they'll get old. And then I go home around Thanksgiving and I break them up and I put them out near the woods so that the deer have something to eat. That's nice. Um, back to nature. I want to hear from Michael Venus or Alex. I know that these two people have children. I want to know about the glee that your children have when going to pick out pumpkins. You want to hear about children? I'm going to tell you about the glee my grandma has. She has a fucking glee. (laughs) What makes one pumpkin better than the next when you're trying to find them? You know what I mean? Oh, shit. I should have read excerpts from the Farmer's Almanac that focuses on pumpkins and how to pick the best pumpkin. If you don't mind and I, you could wait one second for me to get it from the other room, I can read wow, it. Wow, she might actually tell us something useful this episode. You bitch. <laughs> well, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, so while Marissa's gone, <laughs> she saw these two sentences in the Farmer's Almanac and she thought that they were a poem. The big yellow pumpkins will soon come handy to give the cows. And then the second sentence is, and what looks like the second stanza, they help out the fall feed. And if there is anything better for cows in milk, we should like to know it. (laughs) And the poor sentence structure makes me think, yeah, this is a poem. So I could definitely see where you were coming from. And I just kept reading it being like, am I stupid? What is this trying to say? And I know that this is a little lowbrow, but I do not like the sentence, the big yellow pumpkins will soon come handy to give the cows. Because I don't think you should put handy and come right next to each other. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit lowbrow. Guys, let me tell you how to pick the perfect pumpkin for carving. 
this is the fall and winter almanac of some point. I don't know. My father gets a whole bunch of farmer's almanac excerpts because he gives to Boys Town? I don't even know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. One, look for a pumpkin that has deep orange color. I do know that there are those white and green pumpkins. I can't speak to those. But if you're going orange, look for the deeper the orange, the better. Knock on the pumpkin to check that it is hollow and therefore ripe. If it does not sound hollow, do not follow. It doesn't say that. (laughs) Make sure the bottom of your pumpkin isn't soft and mushy. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Also, the pumpkin should be... The bottom should be flat so it doesn't roll when you're trying to cut it and you might cut yourself. Uh, always check that the stem is firm and secure. Never pick a pumpkin up from the stem. No, it don't may do break. It. Yeah, it might break, which may lead to the pumpkin decaying faster, which I will say my brother once had a fucking mini pumpkin he bought that he painted, so he didn't cut it. That fucking shit, I kid you not, lasted a year. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking The know mini how. ones definitely seem to last a long I time. Hear. And this is again a little bit obvious, but avoid I, I, By the way, I also thought you were going to come up with some sort of like witch's curse that if you picked it up by oh. the stem and the stem fell off, you were cursed for like seven years <laughs> or something. I do. I like that. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, maybe, maybe every week of fall because it's spooky season. I will read something from this Fall Farmer's Almanac, because there's definitely a page that talks about superstitions and curses, which is absurd. (laughs) Something about, like, don't walk under a ladder, for that is where the devil resides. Something absurd was in one of them. Anyway, yeah, so the last one is avoid bruised pumpkins. That's a bit bit obvious, but yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, let us know. How do you feel about pumpkins? Do you like pumpkin spice? Is there a fall flavor or scent you prefer? Have pictures of a pumpkin you carved? Send it to us at shout at what? Y'allheard.me. Yeah, call us at 570-POD11 to tell us about your fall fun. Plugs. Pete, do you have any plugs? Do I? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I like to plug our Patreon because I covered a movie called Fall that I really enjoyed watching. It made me feel nostalgic. <clears throat> uh, oh yeah, I enjoyed that very much. Um, but also check out the La Brea Purveya. You can subscribe in your podcast app of choice. It's not just on Patreon anymore because I realized there are no podcasts to talk about La Brea. So. I had to make it public, guys. I had to bring it out for everybody. Good for you. And guys, I want to say, you want to be a real loyal listener? Be like loyal listener Mike Dominic, who had never seen the show, but started just so he can listen to the podcast. (laughs) And this podcast is exhausting. It's not like this one, where you could just come with some notes and make some shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so guys, I got to say, I said it once, I'll say it again. Pete puts me to shame in his solo run podcast. All of the uh, audio drops and transitions and shit, very impressed with him. Uh, it's beautiful. Thank you. Any, uh, no, I'm it? done. Yeah. Uh, I will plug something I saw me a couple hours ago. I had wanted to see this for a long time, 
and I finally have fucking Xfinity and cable and all that bullshit mm-hmm. so I can watch things that are on regular TV. I recommend the show 101 Places to Party Before You Die, starring oh, yeah. Adam Patty from Happy Endings fame and John Gabris from I don't know, but I know who he is. What from is just podcast? A, yeah, just from like a billion podcasts. It's really it's a travel show. Um, you're not gonna have these like deep insights or something. It's not not this brooding shit. Like I was just gonna say like Anthony Bourdain, but that's sad because he's yeah. dead. But <laughs> I I do like him. I'm just saying like that's no. I want to say it's a I different type. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very specific type. These are two guys who like eating, like, fatty junk, like, bonkers foods and like being day drunk, going to the most fun, weird places that you can at a bunch of different cities uh, around the country. And, yeah, and they just seem, and they're really funny. And they're a bit, uh, they're humorous. Bit low brow and surprised some of the stuff you didn't made about the episode. Have you seen the show? I have not, but I like them both. I will just say, there's an episode where I was just like, there's some days where I, 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 you need to sometimes before you, um, before you recommend things, you need to think like, one, does this person like broad comedy or does this person, is this person like into comedy? And two, does this, is, does this person even laugh a lot? And three, does this person know when things are a joke? Mm-hmm. Just basically, I forgot it was, I think it might be episode one? Or was it episode two? I feel like in episode one, John Gabris goes on a long tangent. It ma- it makes sense in the context, but there is something that I can't believe made it about eating his dead dad's dick. And I thought it was funny and i was like i'm not showing this show to my boyfriend (laughs) yeah so so yeah please don't let what i just said be indicative of everything that show has to offer it is very fun it is very lighthearted. uh but just there are some you have to like a certain kind of joke yeah to really get the out of it anyway and we can plug something that you don't like that's okay we're just telling you what uh, we like we have to let Marissa go so she can do her makeup before she goes to the gym. Shut your ass, okay? I did it before the podcast. I did it before the podcast. Anyway, guys, give us a call anytime, 570-POD-WOD-1. I am very sorry. I have not sent mail to our uh, Patreons in a while. I will get on that. I promise to send you all something spooky for Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Bye. That's a good way to end. Bye. Bye. Bye.